Okay. How are we doing today? Honestly, I'm dead inside. But from fun? <laughs> from fun, but also just from, like, um, dealing with trying to get home from Nashville yesterday because the airline, like, accidentally canceled my flight. Not my flight. <laughs> they canceled like my the reservation. Time this happened to you? Yeah, they canceled my reservation on the flight. And then at the like I had to go in and book it and spend more money and get a middle seat and it was just and it was just terrible but um didn't this I happen to it. you with um Mexico were you in Mexico oh yeah point? Mexico was a whole disaster like didn't that, airlines didn't, in general that just hate me yeah, no that was like, like the flight itself got canceled and then I oh. almost got stuck in Mexico which you know, in the middle of COVID is not a good place to be stuck. Actually, nowhere is a good place to be stuck no. in the middle of COVID. No, um, turns out. But you're still in Boston, right? Yeah, I'm going back to New York on Friday. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. What do you view? Oh, you've been like having fun and doing things. Tell yeah, me. I mean, tell me like something fun. <laughs> well, so I. Went to a rave in Nashville, and I didn't get home until 7 in the morning. Were you in a, um, like, because, like, aren't, are raves still, like, really a thing? Well, are they all, like, are they all, like, I, people who used to rave? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're all, like, in your... 40s now but you're still like in an abandoned warehouse Excuse with those me. binkies that light up with the binkies that light up you Excuse know ma'am <laughs> ma'am I am in my early 30s thank you and no this was nothing like that but like also like everyone kept calling it a rave but like I don't know if it I mean so we went to like we saw like a DJ and that ended at like probably 2 or 3 a.m. maybe. I don't know. And then, like, we went to the after party, but, like, pretty much every, like, the after party was, like, more than half the people that were at the show, it felt like. It was at someone's house, and it was just a ton of people there, and there were DJs playing there, too, and just DJs going until, like, 7 in the morning. Um I don't know. I just kind of there were so many moments where I just found myself standing in the middle of the room looking around and just being like, yeah, I'm too old for this. <laughs> like, and, and I said that to someone like, you know, no, you're not. You're not that old. I'm like, well, age is just a state of mind. Right. They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm an octogenarian then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, I will point out that that's a house party. Or that's a party. That's but what anyway. I thought. But everyone kept calling it a rave. And I, yeah. I think maybe... Well, maybe there's other uh, components, but I don't know. What do I? I know? would never know. Yeah, I would never know. <laughs> I mean, as we've established, I don't participate in fun. So, um, wait a minute. Why don't we just call the podcast? I would never know. I would never <laughs> That's know. A good one. I like that. I feel like I'm gonna say that a lot too. Do you know what I mean? You do. But is that bad? <laughs> no, I think it's good. <laughs> well, all right then. Let's do it. I think that's funny. Yeah, you like that better? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm Raimi. That's Robbie. And this is I Would Never Know, a podcast. Mm-hmm.
episode welcome sorry, hi first official episode okay if it's a first official episode we should introduce yourself so like i said i'm Ramy. so um robbie do you want to give your little spiel this is robbie <laughs> how about we introduce each other <sighs> i'm just kidding um you go first i don't i did that's not how you introduce yourself I'm Ramy. I'm in tech. You need to say like your name and she, her, um, your pronouns and an interesting fact. <laughs> Let's do icebreakers. Oh, how about I'm Ramy? She, her. I'm in tech. I'm also a black woman. That's probably something you wouldn't know listening to a podcast. And then I'll have points to make, and they'll be like, "Why is this annoying white woman saying this?" <laughs> I yeah okay okay valid valid I mean uh, Um, in that case I'm Robbie (laughs) he him she her uh and uh I don't know I was I was actually thinking like the other day like man I've run out of interesting facts about myself for like all these like icebreakers. So I think I need to not, um, I need to make this job that I'm at now that I just started last so that I don't have to do an icebreaker <laughs> <laughs> for like another couple of years until I oh, do something interesting. Yeah, exactly. You have to have, you have to like have another interesting thing to say about yourself. Like within yeah. that time. Yeah. You have to do something. Or turn into something. Yeah. Did you did you have to do an icebreaker for when you started your most recent job? Um, we have like icebreakers every single uh, day. Well, every single meeting almost it seems like are all hands. Someone picks a question, so it's not an icebreaker. Uh. Like it's not an interesting fact. Like the last one was, "What's your dream house?" What's your dream house? I mean, my dream house definitely has a sauna in it. That's a big, like a whole spa setup, big That's ass what tub. I said, I was like, I need a sauna. Yeah. But that I need was a the sauna. Also, yeah. I need a tub. I need like mm-hmm. one of those massive showers that has like seven different like um, spray thingies that are pointing in all mm-hmm. these different directions. Uh and like I want speakers in every room, in every nook and cranny, and I want like one of those things where like if I walk around the house, the music follows me. Oh gosh! I just mm-hmm. I because I'm always listening to music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you want the same that. thing, but podcasts. Well, but I like having 
like I like wearing the headphones. Even when I'm alone, I'm mm. still wearing the headphones. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, I you live alone. I have a partner who is very quiet and likes to sneak up on me. So if I, was, I can't wear headphones because she's always startling me, like when I'm holding something fragile or like I literally had to rearrange my office so that my back wasn't to the door because she would just walk up behind me and put her hand on my shoulder with no warning. And I would just jump and she'd be like, you should pay better attention. <laughs> so um, you can't, yeah. Yeah, so today, actually it's funny, we, in our staff meeting, we every we have a weekly two-hour staff meeting and um, it starts with a, an icebreaker, I guess. And today's was, like, who would play you in a movie? Um and I think I like I went first and I didn't really like I don't know it's Tuesday and I'm tired and I was like well every time I go to a comedy club if the comedian sees me they'll be like oh look Seth Rogen's here hmm I could um, see I see it I very much see it I don't know who your doppelganger would be yeah I mean wandering around you know the white suburbs of where I'm from I got. You look just like Beyonce. It's like <laughs> you totally do not. <laughs> I mean, you're you're you are both beautiful women in your own uh, rights, but you do not look anything like no, Beyonce. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I could. Mm, yeah. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so let me ask you this really quickly and I don't want to yeah. stay on it because I truly just can't, but what are your thoughts on Elon Musk buying Twitter? Oh, I know. Lord. I know. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so funny. Cause like when the whole Will Smith thing happened, the slap, I was like, man, th this is one thing that there are just so many takes on and like I don't want to hear any of them and I'd want to mm -hmm. stop. Like I mean I like this is just like a tornado of like bad takes and like also not bad takes but also like why are we talking about this? Yeah. And I can't wait for this to end. And then this happens and it makes the whole like Will Smith thing seem like, man, I wish we could go back to talking about that. Yep. Um yeah. Uh, let's see. So my gut reaction to it is, um, it's a, about as interesting as Elon Musk buying, like shilling some other like cryptocurrency or whatever. Like, I don't really care. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on anything um it, it, it is kind of like i mean uh, i you're not worried about his whole deal with freedom of speech and whatnot like him getting rid of what twitter does to block fake information i mean well, so, okay, as you know, I'm actually really passionate 
about the whole the like their their bird watch project. Yeah. For for the listeners, you should definitely go check out the bird watch project um, for Twitter. It's something that was started like a year or two ago um, by some really smart people at Twitter who are working with universities to um, basically tag misinformation. And so I think a really good example was with the um, the war going on between, between Russia and Ukraine, there was a video that was circulating of a, a jet being shot out of the sky. Um, and everyone's like, oh, look, this just happened in Ukraine. But it was like actually footage from a video game. Um, and people were sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. And the only reason that I knew from the get-go that it was not real was because I, if I'm reading news, I'm doing it on the Birdwatch site, which is annotated by real humans. So yeah, that is one of the things that I'm like, okay, is he going to just shut that down? Like, I doubt it. There's so much. Isn't that I what feel he was like saying it's... though? Wasn't he saying but... that he doesn't like that, but you don't think but he'll actually he... do it? Just because you own a company... I don't know. I like okay. to think that in some cases, just because you own a company doesn't mean you can just be like, I'm ending this, but we both know that that's false. And he totally could do that. He could my do that. take, and you'll be, you're not gonna be surprised at all. This is my take, um, is I think that Elon Musk taking over Twitter in conjunction with the recent super follow feature that came out is going to kill only fans. <laughs> I, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry just like yeah okay it's just not what i expected you to say in regards to elon musk like i understand I where you're coming from um, i mean everyone's out here like oh is he gonna ban the guy that said that that tracks his flights i'm playing 3d chess and i'm like <laughs> no, all right hear well, me out though, like, i don't know i guess you hear heard it here first um <laughs> twitter's dead Elon Musk's Twitter is coming for OnlyFans. And like, that's that's the deal. All right, we're moving on. You don't even <laughs> want to hear my thought process behind that. It makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. Because Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. <laughs> is your is your thought process um, you know, he does not like banning things right so mm -hmm. you know all of that uh i don't know like not safe for work stuff is that like the situation is that what they they call well, it i don't know is gonna be available yeah. again and then people can super follow those people and then what's the need for only fans yeah well it's kind of already allowed like people post spicy shit on on twitter um, but it's just like now people are going to feel a lot safer posting. Like, like they're going to know like, all right, well, he's not going to get rid of, I'm going to post hole on main and he ain't going to do anything about it. Um, but also like now that you can monetize your tweets, like, I feel like a lot of people use Twitter to advertise their only fans. So yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know the like I don't know, like the the fee structure. I don't know if like it's more profitable, to. But I, I don't know. All I know is who the hell would actually spend money to see someone's Twitter if they're not seeing something sexy? Like yeah, what like is the honestly, point? Elon Musk is listening right now, and he's like, "Dang, someone caught on." 
Okay, we're moving. We're moving on. Okay, today we're talking about first jobs. Okay, first jobs. Why don't we? Why don't we start with like actual first job? Like not first job in the industry, but like literally your first, first, first job. Sure, sure. What was your first job? I technically it was being like a camp counselor in training. Um, but it was only because I, when I was 14, I was like, I don't want to go to camp, summer camp anymore. I'm too old for that. My parents were like, well, you're not sitting home doing nothing. And I couldn't drive. So I became a camp counselor in training. Uh, or was I actually a camp counselor? I don't know. But then, uh, my first actual, like, you know, real job was at Michael's Arts and Craft. Uh, you worked at Michael's? Oh. Oh, yeah. I really and like I will- Michael's. I do too, but let me tell you, like, the one time a year that they would put cricket things on sale, like, you know, the cricket machine, mm-hmm. I it was like the Karens descended in mass. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Intense. You know, I like a Michaels because... Usually it's empty. The ones that I go to are empty, and then it's just you and the crafts. Interesting. Yeah, so, no, I did like that about it. Um, wait, how old were you? I was um, 16, I want to say, because, yeah, because when I got my license. And uh, it was a good job for a while. And then I think, like, eventually um, I got really, like, I was just in, like, a weird, like, um, emo phase in my life because my girlfriend broke up with me and I just kind of, like, didn't want to work. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I was just, like, angry about the place. And, like, so I didn't show up to one of my shifts and the guy, like, stopped scheduling me. Something like that. I don't know. But but the real the real sad story about the real, the real life lesson that I learned working at Michael's, um, they put up a sign one time and they, it was, like, Bob Ross in store August 7th or something. You know what I mean? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And I go and I said to, like, the store manager was standing next to me. I was like, do you think Bob Ross would, like, autograph something for me? And they're like, Robbie, Bob Ross is dead. That's just his, <laughs> like, that's just, like, this company coming in and doing, like, a paint class. And I was like, wait. Oh, my gosh. Bob Ross is dead? fuck i had no clue and i just got really sad and that's 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 my memory of working at michael's why would they (laughs) say that's also like false that's false advertising (laughs) i yeah you know the next thing i did was i i filed a complaint with the better business bureau against (laughs) the bob ross paint company llc you're in you're in michael's i mean grab a sharpie and write bob ross company just put company (laughs) Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> what was your first job? Actually, I found out I have this in common with my manager at my new um, company. Both mm-hmm. of our first jobs were um, at like being like working at OBGYNs, basically. Oh, like as so a um, I was a receptionist. A... I was an okay. OBGYN nighttime receptionist. <laughs> nighttime receptionist what what is a wait why why is it open at night (laughs) (laughs) 
It was, was wild. Was this a real like licensed <laughs> medical doctor or? It was. it was. It was. And so I'm a. I don't know. It was 16 or 17 at the time. You know, get off of school, go like drive to the OBGYN office yeah. and just deal with a lot of angry people because the people coming in in the nighttime are not happy you know this isn't their regular routine nobody's Um, just like oh man tonight i'm gonna go get some pasta at olive garden rent a movie and then around like 12 midnight 1 a.m i gotta go to the OBGYN (laughs) for a pap smear yeah exactly like that's not what was happening so, and then also, and my, the person who had the job before me warned me of this, but the daytime receptionist um, liked to put things out of order for the nighttime receptionist. What? Which was a weird move, because also the nighttime receptionists were, like, were children, you know, were 17-year-olds, and the daytime receptionist was a fully grown woman who would rearrange folders or (laughs) (laughs) or like like erase you know erase people's names and put their names further down and then you'd be surprised when they came in um just stuff like that just a very bizarre job that's a next level trolling what what like, Why is a 37-year-old doing that? That's my question. I'll tell you in four years when I'm that age and I resort to petty trolling. <laughs> petty because trolling. Because I have no, no power in life or no joy children. in life. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that was my so, first job. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Did you learn a lot about the OBGYN arts? Um... I got my homework done. Gave me a lot of time to do my homework, mm. uh, which was the main reason I took it. Did you ever get to, like, deliver a baby? No. <laughs> no. But also the nighttime nurse was really fun, too. She was crazy. She was wild. <laughs> I don't want that out of, an, <laughs> out of a nurse at an OBGYN. <laughs> she was so fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, um, first, that's the uh, deal. First official pod merch are shirts that say OBGYN's gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> For a tech podcast. Yeah, Though I, I didn't mean, even introduce that this was a tech podcast. Is that important is it, to know? Is it? I mean, it is. Yeah, it's a podcast about... Well, it's... It's, it's, it's a podcast about whatever we want from people whose main character traits are that we're in tech. <laughs> That's so sad. Don't say that. Is that Just it is sad. Main character traits. We have a tech lean. It's we have a tech lean on on that. Our purpose in capitalist society <laughs> is Oh to, my god. Is in tech. Um okay. Okay, so, what was your first tech job my first Wait, tech are we, job. just not internships real like out of out of college okay because like i had paid jobs in college no. i had multiple paid jobs in college in tech um which were way more interesting than well i guess this is a good story so 
Um, when I graduated college, I had a dual degree in music technology and computer science. And I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to go to grad school for music, which I got into one, um, or go work at a startup. So while I was considering the grad school route, I went and interviewed at some startups in San Francisco because like, that's where you go. Right. I thought at the time, um, and, and you knew you wanted to work at a startup because you had already had internships and stuff. Well, yeah, because I think it's relevant that like I had a six month internship at BlackBerry. And this was literally like when they were called RIM and there was like all these layoffs and projects getting canceled. And it was just like I didn't do anything. Um, and then I, but before that, I spent a year, I think, working, doing manual QA at, I don't know if you can call it a startup, but a small music technology company, um, Cakewalk. And uh, it was just like more of a vibe for me. Um, but also, I just like, I was not really good at coding when I graduated. Like, I didn't have a lot of experience because um, I started coding halfway through college. Uh, so I guess at least I thought, well, no, I mean, I did interview at like Microsoft, I think. Yeah. I interviewed at Microsoft and didn't get the job and they were having me do all these like binary search trees and all this stuff that I was just like, oof, you know? And, and yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I felt like the, the startup vibe would be the right place for me. So I got a job at a music tech startup and I think I don't know. There are a couple of red flags, like the fact that like nobody had heard of them. <laughs> like I would ta tell people I'm going to work at this company. It doesn't even exist anymore. So whatever. it's called Songbird. And um, I thought it was cool because it was started by Rob Lord, the guy like from Mozilla. Um, but like nobody had heard of it. Wait, but I just want to interject and say like yeah. there's a lot of startups that people haven't heard of. No, know? absolutely. But they were been around for like seven years and like. Oh. <laughs> That that was another thing I should mention. Um, but like even like in it was in the niche of music technology. Right. And mm -hmm. so when I mentioned it to other like music people, they'd be like, I don't know what that is. And that's fine. Whatever. Um, but basically, I was a I the job that I got was an Android test engineer. Um, and I had never so you were like any QA. More or less. Well, but it was like it was like automated testing yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i'd never written any android in my life but like i knew java mm -hmm. so i was like okay i can do this and i don't know i guess i was kind of confused as to why they were hiring this really specific role um yeah it makes no sense then i became really confused as to why they hired me at all because like one month in literally i was walking into work and i texted my partner at the time and was like I just realized today's my one month anniversary since starting work. And I walk in and so there's something in the air, right? Literally, there's like just something wrong. And one of uh, the VPs or whatever walks up to me, goes, hey, Robbie, can we can we talk to you for a minute in, in the in the conference room? And he's holding a manila envelope. And I was like, sure. And so I walk in there and He's like, you know, as you may know, we've been having some difficulties with 
uh, monetizing lately, blah, blah, blah. Like words that at the time meant nothing to me because I literally was like a child. Um, and he goes, and um, unfortunately, as a result of that, um, your position has been made redundant. And I swear to God, I responded to him with, okay, so what's my new position? <laughs> like, he didn't say, you've been made redundant. Yeah. Your position. And I'm like, well, okay, if you don't want me to do Android testing, then what do you want me to do? And their answer was, we want you to go home and not work for us anymore. Did you um, get severance? I did get severance, which was the amount of severance was greater than the amount of year to date <laughs> pay that I had, which was, again, like very nice of them. I think yeah. I want to say there was like 30 people at the company at that point. 15 got laid off, myself included. Wow. Um, For a seven year old company. And then I think a couple months later, maybe two months later, the rest, they closed their doors. Wow. Um, yeah, they should have was, hired. Uh, they should have been hiring you three months after they hired. They, yeah, closed. no, they they really should not have hired me. Uh, was was kind of the the bottom line there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, startups, companies in general, they uh, yeah, they don't always institute the hiring freeze when they should. They sure don't. <laughs> they sure don't turns out um, yeah what was uh yeah what about you i mean yeah uh i had a stable first job i mean it's boring Sounds i nice. got out of college i worked at like i don't know can i say a fang is that vague enough i don't know yeah i worked at a fang company big Isn't tech it though What'd you just say? Isn't it Mang now? Because it's like Meta, not Facebook. Anyway. Oh my! I was like, "What is that?" Like, Mike. Oh my gosh! No. You know, it's probably gonna be something else pretty soon. If Facebook is really committing to that, they're probably gonna be knocked off the. The um, what is that? Acronym. Thing. No. Bang. Acronym. Yeah. Acronym. Um, might be Mang because <laughs> Microsoft might take. Wait, can I tell you? I talked to someone the other day that was like, Verizon is going to be the new, like, it's going <laughs> to it's going to be Bang. What? <laughs> Verizon is going to be the new. Verizon? <laughs> the Verizon <laughs> coming up strong. Yeah, I'm gonna hold my breath on that. <laughs> and I was like, because he was basically like, listen, the technology is amazing. Like, you don't under, like, we're gonna be data driven. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I hear oh, what was, you're saying. This was an employee? This was an employee, yeah. I hear what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but um, besides all of that, you just don't have the, you need an image. You, you need the you need the PR. You need the flair. Mm -hmm. And you don't. You're, you're not gonna have that. So no, anyway, I, let's no. move on. That's let's amazing. Move on. Um, yeah. So I worked at a Fang. Um, I worked there for three years. <laughs> three years? Two years? Who knows? Wow. 
Um, it was nice. And I did like it because, okay, here's a tip. Here's yeah. a tip. And I want to do an episode on like, oh, so you want to work for a fang. But um, <laughs> um, I think the best places in those companies to work are subsidiaries. Um, Interesting. Because some of them still, it, they also can be the worst. But um, the if the subsidiary keeps their company culture, it can be an actually a pretty nice place to work. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I was talking to a company that had been acquired by Adobe, and they were like, we still operate the same way we always have. It's just that we get Adobe stock now. And same thing yep. with um, Reverb, who was acquired by Etsy. They were like, we're still the same way we always have been. We just, now you get Etsy stock. And so yep. that sounds nice. Um, but yeah. the flip side, like, I bounced, like, after that job that laid me off, I found a contract. I was hoping that they'd hire me, but they didn't. Then I ended up at Visa just to get some, like, stable footing. Mm -hmm. And um, I quit after four months for a variety of reasons. I think the biggest reason was it was a subsidiary, but they were, like, completely integrating into the culture of Visa. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was very confusing, to say the least. Like, mm -hmm. and when I went to quit, <laughs> um, <laughs> the guy that... Uh, I guess he was like the director of this subsidiary was like, you can't quit. <laughs> like, you what? don't know what you're doing. No, he literally was like, you need to go back to HR right now. Cause I knew he was going to pull this. So he told, like, I sent my resignation letter to HR right before like walking in the room to talk. No, it wasn't even, no, it was that I, I didn't even have a meeting with him. I told my boss I was quitting and then he pulls me aside. He's like, you got to go to HR and take it back. Because you don't know what you're doing. Like, same thing as like Verizon. He's like working for this small subsidiary of Visa that I won't name. He's like, we'll do better things for your career than working literally anywhere else. And you're shooting yourself in the foot. But that what? entire department got shut down. Like, v that entire this project. Is, I'm got sorry, down. this is Visa. It was you a subsidiary said? of Visa, yeah. It was yeah. Like, so Visa also yeah. feels thinks that they're coming for the throne too. The way that you're you're talking about it, either way, it's going to be Vang. The way well, he's saying, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was he's this like, is ancient history now. But yeah, we're this is going to do amazing things for your <laughs> career. We're getting up there. Oh, my God. This is the same guy who, like, and this is a good um, cautionary tale for people. Like, when you get your first job, you should be working. I know that sounds silly, but, like, I get this job, and for all intents and purposes, this is, like, my first job out of college that lasted more than a month, right? So call it a first job. Um, uh, it lasted four months, actually. Um, and when I got there... They had some sort of weird security issue or whatever. Like, I think basically one of their, like, something got hacked. And so they shut down access to the code base while they were trying to fix it. And um, 
for literally the first four weeks that I worked at this company, I did not have access to the code base. And the, did you say four? Four no. weeks. <laughs> cool. So I, I said to them, what do I do? And they were like, well, you have to do a bunch of trainings anyway, like antitrust and sexual harassment trainings and all those things. So, so I sit in my, in my cubicle and, and I do all of that, right? Yeah, and I finished that in like Ooh, a week. And you had a cubicle? Oh my gosh, yep. red flag. If you're, if you're trying to work, if your first job makes you sit in a cubicle, don't take that job. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I agree, yeah. but like uh -huh. some people like, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, though. it's I don't a like no cubicles. for me. That's, That's my a, personal uh, yeah. advice. So, yeah, like why would they give you a cubicle? They should give you your own office. Um, <laughs> So well, now they should let you work from home. Really, I mean, amen. Um, so I finish the trainings, and I say, okay, now what do I do? And I literally said to them, I was like, they're like, just wait, any minute now, we'll be able to get you access to the code base. And I was like, okay, and I wait, and no, and I said to them, like, can you just like print out some code on paper so I can look at it? <laughs> I was oh I was gosh. very young and naive, um, and. They, I swear to God, like my boss says to me, um, just, you know, I was, well, I said to my boss, I was like, what if I just like work from home until I have access to the code base, right? And she was like, no, you have to be in the office. And I was like, okay, so what do I do? And she's like, I don't know, play the PlayStation. There literally was a playstation that mm -hmm. only had fifa oh. but it was on a small tv in the back of the room that they converted into the war room to fix this security issue so there's like 30 engineers in there trying to fix a security issue and i'm gonna just walk <laughs> in and be like yo you guys mind if i play some fifa <laughs> <laughs> no. why wait why weren't they including you in the talks at least to be like, Hey, at least like sit in this. Maybe you'll I pick know. something up from the talks. I don't know. It was, wow. it was so like, it was closed door. They, I, you know what I did? I went to the, they had a gym and I, I learned Pilates cause they had Pilates classes. Oh, that's nice um, that they had a gym. Wait, I, I just want to pause on the small yeah. TV situation too. Another red flag for me is if you had a if you are working at a big company and they have a small TV, they should have a flat screen. <laughs> we had a switch. We had an Xbox and a switch. And all like, you know, all the 17 like new hires could sit around it and watch. Oh so that's anyway, continue. You went to the gym. Oh, I mean, that's it. I went to the gym. I went to lunch. I drank in the middle wow. of the day at lunch I, I don't know it was terrible and then i yeah. ended up looking for another job um it don't don't okay. worry i got access to the code base and it only got worse um <laughs> but so that was anyway. wow that was four months in well the point yeah. like i did i did write out subtopics um to be a good <laughs> podcaster and the next topic is what to look for in a job, in a first job. So we're already mm. there. Wow, look at that flow. Flow. Yeah, no, I think uh, big TVs. She's a good, big TVs. Um, <laughs> you are, are you so actually, materialistic. <laughs> are, oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a software engineer. Like, I don't know. 
is that not like sort of part of the gig a little bit? Like we're all riding no, around in right. Teslas and <laughs> shit. I'm fine. God. I mean, I'm not, but like, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, do you even have a car? No. No. Oh, uh, um, I'm saving up for a driver. Oh, okay. That's okay. that's the deal for me. Um, <laughs> you're like, no, you're like I'm actually, saving up for Uber Black. <laughs> <laughs> actually, though, that's more my deal. Thanks so much. Um, oh, but I wanted to say, yeah, I started working at a Fang. I didn't even consider working at a small company um, mm. or a startup. And well, okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give you my reasoning. Okay. Which is um I felt like I had to prove myself. That was a big thing. Like being a black woman and the position I was in in college was not good in terms of mm. uh it was just a really 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 bad environment. And everybody was mean to me to be like the, the vibe, the vibe was bad. And so to have that big, well-known company to like throw in everybody's face, to be like, actually I am smart and I can do things. And this is what everyone aspires to. And also it's stable, um, you know, was a big thing too. Um, yeah. Well, this is interesting because yeah. you're hitting and on wait. something. Oh, go, go ahead. Oh, I just I, wanted I, to I, add that it has helped with my okay. new jobs. You know what I mean? Because people, I like, I was just thinking about college, like what people thought of thought about in college, but people think about, like, they're like, oh, you went to Harvard? You know what I mean? Like, people think about that, out, like, after after college yeah. as well in terms of oh you worked at this company you know they see that on some people not everybody but a lot of people especially if you're thinking about recruiters see that on a resume and go oh that might be exciting anyway okay what, what were you gonna no say? yeah no no that's a good point because that's what i was gonna say was like you you uh you you're pointing out that people it's not so much the experience, like what you do at the company. It's like the sense of legitimacy because mm-hmm. of the company's name, the company's uh, place in the world, which I think is kind of interesting because like um, you could be at a startup doing just as, you know, just the same exact work, mm-hmm. but you're not putting the same amount of legitimacy on that. And And that's not really you, but like, is that, you know, it might be people in the industry. And is that... Yeah, it's the industry. I think that definitely was, especially at the time that we entered the workforce <gasps> around. Like, okay. What? No, yeah, we. Okay, I get it. I'm <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Ouch. Go Ouch. Go on. Ugh. I'm done. Um, no, it's okay. That's the, You're done for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... But I know, no, I think I, I think about that a lot because, like, you know, obviously, it's so weird. There's like this, like, the least legitimate thing is to work at a small company that nobody's heard of. Uh-huh. 
then in the middle there you've got your big companies which like it doesn't even matter how well the big company is doing right like mm-hmm. the big company yeah. could be not doing well but you still worked at a big company and people know who they are so there's legitimacy there but then there's the people who worked at small companies that like made it big so like mm-hmm. If you're at Uber before anyone's heard of Uber and you go interview somewhere, oh, people yeah. are like, I don't care. But then Uber makes it big and it's the most legitimacy because it's like not yep. just is this person from Uber, but they were early at Uber. Yeah. Oh, people love even if you are the worst at your job, if you were. Er- oh, this person was early at Instagram and they actually don't know a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a big. Yep. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that was my thing is like, well, why doesn't it like if I'm early at a company? Does it really matter if the company blows up or not? Because like, well, the way I see it, mm-hmm. you learn so much from being early at a company, regardless of whether or not they're truly successful. You're going to learn way more than you will at a larger company where your your impact is smaller. Yeah. So as like personally my background is after I left this big company I went to go work at a startup and like learned more at that startup in 9 months than I learned in my 3 years at the other company. So that's like definitely agree with that. Uh but I th- I think with the small companies like besides okay so the fang the big companies you know they've got the prestige like you had to go through all of these interviews um we hire the best of the best and we're always raising the bar you know yada 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 whatever with the small companies that don't blow up um or with the small companies that turn into you know uber people think that if you were first at that company you turned it into uber do you know what I mean? People are like, you did that. Uber is only Uber because you were there. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. But, like, to be fair, to be fair, mm. if you're, like, early at a company, it's interesting. So, like, let's say you're you're the first engineer at, because we're picking on Uber, so let's say you're the you know, yeah. one of the first three engineers at Uber, it's right? A good one to pick. And on. you mm-hmm. suck. <laughs> You're just like you are shipping bad code left and right. You're just not. I don't know. They say yeah. the button's got to be brown. You make that shit blue. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They're gonna fire your ass. Like you can't. I, you can't get away with being bad at your job at a small 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 you can't you can't at a thing i mean we already talked about the whole you we fire we talked about in an episode that you will never hear um (laughs) (laughs) that like the whole story about we fire you know the bottom 15 percent well but like but not always like i feel like you not always you can you can get pipped you can you know you can you can I think it's easier to be bad at your job at a large company than it is at a small company. Like, get, take take my experience, for example, right? Like, I joined a very, very small company on a contract to hire, three-month contract to hire, 
One month in, they were like, you know what? You're probably not going to make it here, so we're just going to cut you. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Visa, and I didn't even touch code for a month. Yeah. So they had no, like, you know what I mean? And and so I think that, like, you can at least make it, like, a year at a large company being bad at your job and then get fired. Maybe. A year. On how you can do a year. Whereas, think- like, these small startups, you can barely make it, like, a month or two. Well, bad. it also depends on the small startup. I, the other thing is that, especially at, once again, I'm using Fang. You're saying Visa, <laughs> Fang, whatever. But <laughs> but um, the thing is that it's, um, I don't know, not the term isn't regulated, but it's all similar. Like, you know, you know what you're getting. Um from an engineer who has worked at one of these companies. Yeah. A small startup could be nothing, could be crazy, could be like, we hire the best talent or, hey, you're my best friend. I know you're actually not good at anything, but I love you. I'm going to hire you. Or it could even be, you know, um, I mean, there's just so much variability. No, you're totally right. Which isn't to say that that's, yeah. At a small startup, the sooner, if you're bad at your job, but you they like you and they move you into a, a non-doer role where you're just like a v- director yeah. or VP of something and you're not doing anything, you can, you can float along being terrible at your job. And then you have a hyperinflated title, which even if you down-level at the next job, you're still like, yeah. I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Like, Wait, but I want to summarize i was gonna say synthesize but it's summarize. yeah i want to summarize did we really hit i hit a point i hit a point thank you (laughs) i hit a point way back though not even what we're talking about that um as a black woman in tech it was super Mm. helpful to have that on my resume Uh, and so i guess my point would be if you're looking for a first job, it matters what's important to you later, right? So if you go to work at one of these huge, and it's got to be, we're not talking about Visa. <laughs> this is not a Visa example. I'm sure Visa is an absolutely lovely company. I'm talking nice. about like Google, um, Netflix, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, your um, typical fangs. Yeah, Thanks that style. it really gives you um, the sort of what's it called when you people like think that you're smart. <laughs> what's that um, called? Reputation, legitimacy. It gives you legitimacy. Yeah, it okay, gives you legitimacy, um, it, which is something which is something that you need in this industry as a woman as a underrepresented minority um, in tech. So there's that. But if you actually want to learn something, look for a small company. (laughs) That's my point. And you'll learn things at the big companies, but... Yeah, you will. That's the other thing that I think is worth noting because after I left, you know... I mean, there was a point in my life where I was working at a larger company and I would tell people who would join and it was their first job that I was kind of jealous of them because like they had this stability they had the thing is like 
if you join a small startup, it is very unlikely, very unlikely, and I'm talking like Series A startup, it is, or, or earlier, it's almost impossible that you will have any form of effective mentorship. Yeah, that's true. That like, if you're not a self-starter, you, 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 could, you won't be successful. Whereas like, you know, companies that are like Series C or later are more likely to have some sort of um, mentorship layer built out. Uh, they're going to have um, abstractions built into their infrastructure where like, you know, uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel when you want to deploy code. You don't have to like, like there's stuff in place. There's things to lean against. Yeah. There's processes. Yeah. Um, and I also want to point out the stability. I almost feel like, especially for a first job and in the tech industry, that um, it's almost sort of a privilege to feel like you can go to a startup like that and not need the stability or the reputation or the legitimacy. A little bit. A little bit. Because I talk to a lot of people who are like, I can't go to a startup. I, you know, I don't have a safety net you know, or something like that. I have to send money back to my parents, this, that, the other. I think that's pretty valid as well. I, I personally Is that disagree. Too much? Uh-huh. I disagree. And, and, and in theory, what you're saying makes perfect sense. What I've seen in practice, you know, the one, the one thing that somebody said to me that's like, I can't go to startup because of X that I actually was like, you know what, that is, I completely agree. Are people who need to be sponsored on H-1B visas? Yeah. Because even if the startup does uh, sponsor your visa, if they ha don't have a long runway, financial runway, and there's just that risk of a layoff, like you don't, just have all the time in the world to find another job. What I believe is unless we're talking, and again, unless we're talking about a startup that has like less than a million dollars of funding, it is likely that you will be laid off with severance. And even in my, ex like my experiences where I've been laid off, you'll be laid off with severance and you'll get unemployment. And between being laid off with severance and unemployment, software engineers, at least in the current day and age, you know, obviously if we run into a massive recession, which that won't happen anytime soon, cough, cough, <laughs> um, it is more likely, it is likely that you'll be able to find a job, another job, um, before your severance and unemployment benefits run out. Um, so I don't think that, uh, I see what you're saying, but, uh, I think, I think it's, it's just as likely that you'll get, I think it's more likely that, Never mind. let me back up. I think that no matter the size you're the company you're at, unless again, they don't have any funding. If you're at a fund at a funded company, series A or later, it's almost all the same. But that's... Your chances of losing your job, your chances of not having that safety. Oh. Like you, you have that safety net, you know? 
I guess. I just think there's another level when you're also supporting your family. Um, and there's also, I think, of stress that comes with that. And I think there's also mm-hmm. another level of fi- like having the ability to find a new job um, and be taken seriously in the industry as a candidate, as an underrepresented person. Um, well, okay. I mean, you're, I mean, yes, but you're layering on a lot of like, yes, if you're taking care of a family and you're an underrepresented person, like, like, yeah, like that's a very, like, I'm not saying it's a very unique situation, but like you are correct in saying that you have to take all of the various things into account, like your life situation. But, you know, in those situations, like if you're taking care of your family, you need to a have reasonable hours and b have decent pay and i think it's a i personally think it's a myth that like certain company sizes give you that and other company sizes don't i think there are startups out there that have good and bad work life balance have good and like fair and unfair pay and same thing with large companies some of the larger companies out there um you know, I've heard from some of the Fang or like even if they're not in the Fang, like Fang style companies, people who have really good experiences, they have really good work-life balance. I mean, these massive companies, as you mentioned, they have subsidiaries. Every team is different, you know, um, but there's also just like there are startups that will work you to the bone and pay you shitty. There are large companies that will do that. So I don't I don't yeah. think it's. I, well, I, I think, agree with that. I was more thinking about. um like, I know a lot of people right out of college who were, like, paying their, you know, families, like, their parents' mortgage or something like that was more of what I was thinking about. Do you know, like, sure. we don't have, like, like, no, I completely agree with, like, the hours can be shit anywhere, like, all that, but there's, like, other, like, I'm just talking about, like, sort of privilege. No, but that's bad. We can move on. No, also. but I think that's a good point is, like, if you early on if you are leaving college and you need money go to a big company bust your ass and get into like netflix paying like 450 (laughs) you know base salary like like there's nothing wrong with that and yes it opens a lot of doors um i do think i you know i'll put it this way i don't think your first jobs matter that much i don't think it matt like it's i don't think if you end up at a startup for your first job it doesn't mean that you're never going to be able to go work at Google. If you end up at a fang for your first job, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I think it's most important that you try shit out, that you realize that, like, your first job in the tech industry won't last you forever. Like, that's just not how it works. Nobody gets promoted in the tech industry anymore. You have to give yourself a promotion by quitting and finding another job that pays more. Yeah. Um, So, and, like, I for me I my first job was a mobile test engineer my second job was like a java spring boot engineer my third job was a um some like a java server engineer my fourth job was a code reliability engineer on a php content api platform then I was a financial engineer then I was a data scientist like I, my point being like I like some people find one thing right off the bat and they just do it forever and they love it. But I think the majority of people in tech will try different things, even within like 
you know, someone says, oh, well, I'm a front-end engineer and that's what I do. Okay, but are you building web apps? Are you building mobile? Are you, you know, doing SaaS? Are you doing, you know, this, that, or the other thing? Like, are you in e-com? Like, what industry are you in? So I think it's... I mean... For, for your first job, mm -hmm. just try whatever you want. I think I would like to just point out that my next topic of conversation is how does your job affect the rest of your career? <laughs> You're I really am in this like long term. You are you are amazing. I'm you killing that, it. Right? I'm um, killing it. Just so you know. And the no. So <laughs> I agree. Like I pr I pretty much agree. <laughs> so I'm killing too. With yeah, I mean you had to you had to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you had it um, down. <laughs> oh, the only note I had was, so I agree, like, it really doesn't matter that much. Quit in a year, get a new job, you'll figure it out. Um, oh, but industry. I think industry can be a little bit tricky. Not because it's super hard, yeah. but just because... If someone sees that you've worked in an industry for a while, people are think you're only going to like those people who are in similar fields will then reach out and try to recruit you. And even if you yeah. don't want to work in that industry anymore, for instance, that... um, off the top of my head, e-commerce. Absolutely. That's happening to me a little bit where. A lot of my experience as of late has been in e-commerce. And so when I've interviewed with people, they're like, so e-commerce is your thing. And I would have yeah. to correct them and be like, no, it. Um, this is the way that I actually think about it. For me, it's not about e-commerce. It's about working in a type of industry where the distance between myself and the consumer is relatively short. There's a, rel a, small, a short distance where I can interact with that consumer um, and where that consumer is an individual and not a corporation, so not B2B. And, the, and that, that has something to do with certain things that I like about you know, those types of setups. Does that mean that e-com or at least e-com where there's a re, like physical retail aspect, uh, so D2C type of thing where that works out well for me? Yes. Is that the only type of industry that I'll work in? No. Um, but yeah, you, you, it is a good point that you can kind of, after a while you start to get really good at whatever industry you've been in, whether yeah. it's SAS, whether it's, um, you know, DevOps or whatever, uh, you do start to get really good at it. And I mean, it does kind of behoove you to like, I'd say after your like third or fourth job, maybe, or no, maybe like years wise, after you've been out of college for like five to 10 years, I think it's a good idea to start settling into an industry. Um, yeah. I'm noticing that I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm in this interesting, like e-com, but like self-expression type of industry where like, this is my second in a row cosmetics company. Um, and it's also this, like one of the, company I, i've noticed that the companies that i've been gravitating towards are ones where technology is not the product <laughs> i have that as a note <laughs> what do you sorry. mean sorry i have a no go on never mind <laughs> we're okay let me back yeah where technology is not the product and what i mean by that is 
we, you know, I work at a company that sells tattoos, but we use technology to get people into our studios. We use technology to get people to like book and complete and check out and like, and to manage those studios. And so like, for me, that's interesting. That's the idea of like, how do I take this, uh, this thing, this concept that exists without technology, but make it better using technology. And, and one of the benefits to that for me is I get to learn something new. So like at my last company was a cosmetics company, I got to learn so much about the makeup industry. At this company, not only am I getting to build something new and work with new people, but I also get to like learn about the tattoo industry and how tattoos work. And that's something that I find really fascinating. So uh, it's, there's, there's like a, you know, there's a, there's like an additional shot of flavor, you know, it's like a, it's like, it's like an ice cream cake, you know, but now you got some cool, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's something interesting. I would, oh God, I would I'm love so an ice hungry. cream cake. That's what it is. I'm just hungry right now. It's like a shot of flavor, ice cream cake. I haven't oh. eaten dinner yet. Cause oh, I've no. just, I've like had this long interview and like I was the interviewer and then, um, now I'm doing this podcast. Um, oh, but can I just say, I have a little note here that is like, okay, so we're getting the two sides because my note is I would try, um, for a tech based company, not a tech enabled company for your first job. I have that written down. Um, oh, I agree with that for first job. Absolutely. Do you want to, do you want to explain why? I w- no, I, I want to hear your I want to hear your take. <laughs> well, my take once again, I'm coming from a I'm coming from a place of stability in terms of, you know, it's honestly really fun to be at a company where tech isn't like the entire product. It's actually very, very fun for all the reasons that Robbie just said that you just said. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> looking off into the distance thinking about pasta (laughs) um (laughs) but it also just means that your job is can become unnecessary they can just be like actually we don't need to we don't need all this tech we don't need this tech situation our job is to like sell seltzer and that's what we do and we don't need to have all of these engineers creating i don't know um like ooh augmented reality so that you can see what the seltzer can looks like in your hand turns out we're <laughs> wasting money and suddenly you're fired oh so, my god um there's that and then there's also the other thing which is just can like I, sorry can tech- i just say like if anyone from lacroix <laughs> is listening and wants to hire Ramy. Don't even oh, bother. My because gosh. Ramey is Wait, not. If LaCroix had an AR filter that like made you okay, they pick up the LaCroix you're tasting and then they give you a filter based off of it. Uh, are you saying that that you would want to build that? I say I would like I I'm saying I think it would be like popular for like five minutes on Instagram. Because the straw man argument, 
the straw man argument that you just made was literally about how that's a terror that's unsustainable. It's not because, but it would it would it wouldn't because it'll be popular for five minutes and they're like, okay, well that was nice, bye, you know. Uh, um, I love the idea of uh, Lacroix AR, but no, I. What, what were you just drinking? What, Lacroix passion fruit. Passion fruit. So everybody, picture a passion fruit like filter. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, can I also just point out that also at a tech-based company, not tech-enabled, tech-based, you probably have um, potentially more engineers, so more mentorship opportunities, but like mainly just more spaces you can move around in, um, if that makes sense. More like engineering-wise, if the company is mainly tech and tech people, you can say, hey, I want to talk like this is my first job. Maybe I want to like talk to the front end team. Maybe I want to talk to the I don't know, Android team, the iOS team. I want to, you know, and then within the all of those teams, there's probably like 17 teams, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of potential like learning opportunities for you there in that way of being able to move around, try out new things that does that, I don't know if that made sense. No, I think that's totally fair. I think something that you're like touching on is that like when your product is technology, I mean, at the end of the day, decisions have to be made, trade-offs have to be made to support the business. Right. And so if your product is seltzer and like there's, X amount of money to be budgeted that year, the majority of that money is going to be budgeted to the things that we know are going to put seltzer in people's hands. And so the where you're going to cut corners is like technology, because technology will always be the most expensive thing that almost any company does, right? Uh, or will, so will almost always be the most expensive thing that any company does. And if tech is your product, you're not going to want to cut corners there. So you'll have more time to fine tune your technology to make your app and your APIs as fast as possible and to like really hone your craft. Whereas if you're working at a tech enabled company, like you're saying, like, it's more likely that you're just there as an afterthought. And so like your technology has to work. But beyond that, like you're not going to learn how to like really make it really work really well. So I think I totally agree that, um, you know, one of the things that I liked about one of the tech companies that I worked at early on was that just having an API that worked wasn't enough. It had to be fast and then it had to be faster and then it had to scale more and then it had to be faster and faster. And I got to the point where like I, I, cur- I carved out like 0.25 milliseconds on average for this like inter- <laughs> this API round trip, right? And it was this huge like win, right? And I, I honestly cannot think of the last time where anything, I'm not talking about a millisecond, I'm talking about a quarter of a millisecond. Like I can't remember the last time that I even measured anything in that small of an increment. And like on the one hand, I like that because <laughs> it, it's it's hard to optimize on that level, right? You're literally bumping up on like how fast a, di- a disk spins. They still have disks these days, right? No. Um, but like, 
it was good learning and I learned a lot. And so I do think that, yeah, the early, and that was one of those jobs where I looked at people sitting next to me and it was like their first job out of college. I was like, I'm jealous of you. Cause like, this is good learning. And I wish I had yeah. this like five years ago. Um, so I definitely agree. Yeah. Like it's, if you want to be, if you want to be a really solid software engineer, then your first job out of college should not be at just like a place where technology is not the product. Try it out for your oh. second job. Uh, yeah, second or third or fourth. Like, I mean, that's the thing is like now um, that I know what I know with technology, I can be like, okay, I'm learning other yeah. things. I'm learning about the industry, things like that. Yeah. And also, I think one thing that I would recommend, second talking, second jobs, not actually one, <laughs> mil- one minute, give me one, mo- one moment of your time, is if you are at one of these big companies to go to a smaller company where you can build something from scratch. Yeah. Um, that is yeah. like my recommendation. Also, I really am like, I really am a polar seltzer girl. <laughs> and <laughs> I just feel like, like nobody talks about it. Nobody gives it any love. And I just think, think that it's more bubbly. It's be- <laughs> like, cause everyone's always on the LaCroix trip or like the bubbly trip or something else and i'm like polar since 1882 <laughs> has been bringing it to us family <laughs> made well and i just and think it's better it's a regional thing though is it yeah i could not get polar in california i was about to burn that place to the ground they Girl, were all trying to get me to drink Lacroix. polar yes. is literally made by it's a family company from massachusetts <laughs> is it yeah, like I, I can I, get it in I, New York. No, like yeah, well yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, like it's I think like, now yeah, you can regional. get it everywhere, but like it's not like when I go to like a grocery store out here on the West Coast, there's like a little bit of Polar, but like mm-hmm. when you're in like Massachusetts, there's like a whole aisle dedicated to Polar and all <laughs> these various is. different like. Yeah, I was all about Polar when I lived in Boston, but now like. I they just don't have it here. It's not this like I just don't think it's as good. There's something about I think it's less bubbly. I think the taste is too strong. Mm. LaCroix. So th- those are my big thoughts. I yeah, yeah, I can see it. Wait, but you don't like bubbly? I don't I don't like it as much. I like polar. Like I very specifically mm. This is one of the weird things I'm very specific about. Like, I don't want your other. Oh, but I'll go for like a Topo Pico. Is that what that's called? Or a. <laughs> Did I say that right? I'll go for. Or a Perrier. A Topo Pico? Is that it's what to- that's called? It's Topo Chico. Topo Chico. But that, I'll go and that, for that's one of different, those. though. Because Topo Chico's mineral water. Oh, God. So you got okay. the mineral. <laughs> no, I do love Topo Chico. But that's, like, that's some intense bubbles. Yeah, I like that. You like you like violent bubbles? I like violent bubbles, yeah. That's, okay. Okay. that's the vibe. So I don't know if we're releasing this. If anyone has other seltzer <laughs> products they would really like to recommend to me. <laughs> In our next try. episode, we're going to try different 
seltzer products. <laughs> yeah, listen, drop drop your recommendation in that five star review because you cannot reach me anywhere. Wow. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to tweet me. You can't wow. find me on Instagram. You gotta have to drop it in that five star review. Just five um, star. Anyway, wow, you're you're on that hustle. <laughs> I mean, you can tweet at me as long as you super follow. <laughs> And then you get to see my spicy tweets. <laughs> um, wait, I have, okay, I have, like, another topic, but honestly, we should, like, be done. Um, which is just, like, generally, I just have a little thing here that I was so concerned about. Oh, you know what? I didn't tell my actual first day story. Quickly, I was just so stressed out about my first job that mm. I was covered in sweat when I arrived, and I got into a car accident right before because I was so stressed out on the first day and I couldn't figure out where to park. So I got in and I was covered in sweat and I met my manager and I was like, I just oh. got into a car accident. I don't know where to park. <laughs> Chaos. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got, in, like, what are we talking about? Like a fender bender? Just a fender bender. And I was so distraught. And there was, like, nothing really happened. But the other person was like, just get out of here. Just get get out of here. I can't deal with whatever energy you're bringing so, to like, my morning. So, you didn't, like, really get into a car accident. You just, like, booped it. Yeah, but I still had to deal with the repercussions of someone getting out of their car at me. <laughs> I love that for you, you're, like, you would much rather just have to, like, pay a ton of money and then more money on your insurance premiums than have to interact with another human yeah. being. Absolutely. I'm a software engineer. <laughs> Hello, I'm a software engineer. Thanks so much. That's the vibe. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess also advice, don't be too worried about shit. Um, and if like people are making you worried about shit, get a new job. Like Stuff like what to wear and my hair, because I have natural hair for a black woman. And that was always, like, a thing to be worried about. And so I was worried about that. So don't be worried about that. You're fine. <laughs> that was my last general topic. Well, Do you I have would... any thoughts? No, I think this is great. And I want people to, when, not if, but when people listen to this and love it uh, and resonate with it, um, write in and... If, and we'll talk, you know, we'll read your thoughts and questions on, on the next one, if there are any that you send to us. And uh... If you're looking for your first job, I know it's stressful, but you'll find one and you'll have that on your resume. And if you don't like it, you can find a new one. And if someone makes you feel shitty at your first job, that's on them. That's not on you. Unless you're shitty. Mm-hmm. I here uh you know what I've got a final thought. My first, second, and third jobs are not even on my resume anymore. These things don't follow you around forever. Um so yeah, if you if you don't worry too much about it, go get your first job, get in the industry, get that bag, and then get another job, get deeper into the industry, get a bigger bag, and don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just don't keep it you know, Don't work for any company that's that treats you poorly and doesn't pay you well. Nobody got time for that. Yeah. 
Okay, so the podcast is over. Goodbye. May I be blunt with you? If you'd like to write in with any questions you'd like to have answered, topics you'd like covered, or other general nonsense, send Ramey and I an email at IWouldNeverKnowPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Are we doing this again? Oh, we're going to do this again. Are you sure? Oh, and then we're going to do it again and 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 again and